so I am uh, um, an ordinary, ordinary um, Palestinian refugee living in Lebanon in a, in a Palestinian refugee camp. We're uh, telling uh, the American public here about the refugees and about the right to return and why is it so important for, for us uh, as refugees uh, to go back to our land and to our home. Well, actually what happened was uh, the members of the, of the SJP, like, they were objecting about the presence of Alison Weir. And when I, I, I did not quite under, understand why they were objecting. So I asked them why. And one of them answered that uh, Alison Weir writes about uh, or says that Israel has no right to exist. So I said, where is the problem about that? Because I'm, I'm coming here to say that Israel has no right to exist. So they said they were basically Palestinians. They said uh, this kind of things we like discuss between each other, but we cannot discuss them in front of people. American people like because that might inside the campus of course because that might cause uh, problems for the SJP and they would like cut off the, the, the university would cut off the funds if the SJP was like, accused of being anti-semitic the, the, the university is going to stop their funds and they're going to shut down and no one is going to talk about Palestine anymore so I told them uh, it is a fight, and any fight is going to have, like, you, you have to do sacrifices. Like, back in Lebanon, we have these uh, Palestinian clubs. Most of the Palestinian clubs in the universities do not take any funds from the university. We pay from, our, from, from us. So you can do the same thing. The existence of Israel, as I told previously, the SJP, the existence of Israel means that I have no right to exist because like I am a refugee in a Lebanese in a Palestinian camp inside Lebanon. Lebanese government does not want me and we cannot return. So what are we? Are we going to stay stateless or refugees for uh, like generation after generation? It's already like three generations. So so Israel definitely has no right to exist. I mean, it's our land. After they told me that you, ha you, do, you cannot say that in front of people or in front of the audience, so that's when I, I told them that I do not want to talk anymore. I just canceled. I, I, I asked Paul, basically, I told him that I do not want to talk anymore, and I packed my stuff and I went out. Well, I was actually telling them that I'm not quite understanding the definition of anti-Semitic life. I, I like every time someone who says anything like so simple about uh, any Jew, it seems like it's anti-Semitic. They had in mind that we're going only to discuss the humanitarian conditions, that's all. Like, I'm going to say, yeah, we're poor, we're hungry, we're thirsty, we're whatever. And they did not expect that I'm going to go for any political uh, issue, like the Israeli right to exist, or the 194, or the right, the right to return. So, basically, they had that in mind. But I had another thing to present to, to them. 
I want to say that when I came uh, to, to the USA, um, it's like I, I had this feeling that I can't, I can't talk or I could talk anything that I want and I can't express anything I want because uh, like uh, what we know about America, it's my first time in America, so when we, what we know about it is, is the, the country of freedom and we can say whatever we want. So like having from the third event restrictions among what I said, what, what I wanted to say is really something interesting about America. I do not believe that they do not want to hear about it. They're just like, uh, did not know before about it. And I believe also that whenever someone uh, knows about the presence of such uh, suffering or agony or misery that a group of people are having because they cannot go back to their land, I think they might uh, change their minds, except if they were like Zionists.